0: Welcome to the Spark Starter Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Nicole. Tune in to hear conversations with inspiring people, creative innovators, and industry experts. These episodes will ignite a spark and have you thinking about the world in a whole new way. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Danielle Nicole here. Today's podcast is talking about alternative paths To healing. And on the show today, we're going to have Laura Bautista, who's a board certified holistic health practitioner of bioenergetic medicine and high performance health and lifestyle coaching. She merges new science, ancient wisdom, bioenergetics, spirituality, and lifestyle design to help her clients regain control of their health and heal without drugs or surgery. She's also an expert in epigenetics and homotoxicology. So this, The reason I want to interview Laura for this episode, she has an incredible, inspiring story where she actually healed herself from a neurogenitive autoimmune disease where her doctors told her that her life would never be the same and that she actually could not heal until she went on her own path and journey for healing to figure out a way to not let this story direct the rest of her life. She decided to make a change. And I was so inspired by her and her story because I know that there's many people out there struggling with health conditions. And even if it's not MS, there's a lot of similar healing modalities that work for a variety of different conditions. And this is in no way to put down Western medicine. Western medicine is an incredible, um, you know, thing where you can, it saves lives. And there's a lot of, of people who who get support with Western medication. So really the purpose here is to decide for yourself if you want to integrate alternative healing medicines, either in conjunction with your Western medication, or if you want to go fully into the natural route, this is someone who has done this for herself and has totally cured herself. and she will be sharing her story on this episode and we'll be learning a lot from Laura. She's now a health coach and a successful entrepreneur. And she she teaches um, high achievers and individuals how to make their life better, how to make their health better and live the life that they're meant to live. Health is the real wealth. I truly believe that. And so I, I definitely want to be sharing this content And total disclaimer, before we even begin, this episode is not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any symptoms, illnesses, or diseases. And all this information is based on the opinions of the speakers, including myself, unless otherwise noted. And the information during this podcast is intended to motivate listeners to make their own health choices and decisions after consulting with their own healthcare provider. So please use caution when trying anything you hear in this podcast and always do proper research before trying something new. Um, Please make sure to um, talk with your doctor before, again, trying out any of these suggestions and alternative. Um, healing modalities. So with that disclaimer and details, I'm really excited to begin this podcast. Thanks, everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. Today, we have Laura Bautista with us on the call today. We're going to be diving into health and wellness and talking about the different possibilities for self-healing. Thank you so much, Laura, for being here today. Thank you so
1: much for having me. I'm super psyched to talk about this. This is like what lights me up.
0: Yes. When I first met Laura and I heard her story, Um, this was a a couple years back, I thought one day I want to interview Laura and share her story. I'm really excited to dive into today's um, conversation because I think it's going to open everyone's perspective on self-healing, the body, the mind, and how we can look at just overall health. Um, So before we begin, um, Laura, I just want to share with you and everyone listening just a short story of why this topic is important to me. So, Many years ago when I was going to school, the University of Colorado, I, which is a great school. I love there. I lived in Boulder for four years. Amazing place. Oh. Yeah. And what ended up happening is I started getting these skin rashes on my chest. And these skin rashes started to, sorry if this is TMI for everybody, but we're going to go here. So I started getting some uh, skin rashes on my chest here. And it started to actually go a little bit on my face as well. And when I went to the doctor, what I found out was that it was a skin condition called eczema, which some of you listening may have this condition. It's not contagious, but it's an inflammatory skin condition. And they don't really know the root cause of what makes it happen. It's kind of like an autoimmune thing. They don't know the actual root for it. So I went to the doctors and they prescribed me a steroidal medication. And this medication, these... These are pretty serious medications. They are thin skin uh, skin thinners. They can um, create early aging and some different issues as well. So you have to be careful with being in the sun, and they have some pretty serious complications. But it it did work temporarily, created like a white patch on my skin, and after a year or so, it started getting worse and it wasn't getting better. So somehow, I actually don't remember how I got connected to this doctor who was an MD who got trained also as a naturopath, so essentially these are doctors who use natural herbal remedies to treat uh, chronic diseases or illnesses, and I went to this naturopath MD doctor who wholeheartedly believes in using alternative medicine in addition um, to Western medicine, but mostly he actually provides just alternative medication, Um, so he understands both Western and Eastern mentality. And I went to him and he did something super unusual, Laura, maybe you've heard of this, maybe those listening have heard of this. Um, He did this thing called um, muscle testing. I don't know if you use muscle testing, Laura. I do, yeah. Yeah, so he did this thing where essentially he held my fingers together and he had me pull my fingers apart as hard as I could while I put my finger on a a bunch of vials that had different words on them, like certain foods. I thought was, this was super strange. I was like, I don't know if this is gonna work, but I was really desperate to try to figure out how to cure the skin condition because it was really embarrassing, and I'm younger, I'm in college, I, I don't want this on my body, and so I'm, I'm just open, I'm here, I'm going with the flow. So he does this process, and it turns out he writes this list of different foods that are causing inflammation in my body. So basically, he just had me remove gluten and dairy and some soy products, and nuts and some different things. And within one week, my rash went almost down to nothing. Within the second week, it was completely gone. And now many years later, 10 plus years later, I have never, I have not had eczema since. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this blew my mind. when I first learned about what I eat and the diet that I'm having will affect the inflammation or the health of my body. And that took me on a super long journey um, and lots of researching and lots of learning about how to utilize the power of medicine or um, natural medicine or food as healing and I just think this is so important because you don't hear this very often when you think about healing typically people just go straight to get medications when they they go to the doctor they just you know pop a bunch of pills this is like I sat in on an actual medical meeting with a doctor with a patient when I was at one point thinking about being a doctor and he just gave this this patient more medication instead of offering any solution to go exercise more when the pac- patient asked if exercising would even matter, which I thought was really interesting. Um, so um, when I met Laura, I was so inspired by her story because Laura has a, um, a medical condition that she's gonna share more about that she's been able to heal herself and now helping other people heal themselves as well or put in remission or, Laura, you'll explain more of, about mm-hmm. your journey. So um, I'm gonna dive straight in here with uh, Laura. Um, Do you first want to just share kind of off of what I'm just sharing, like your overall view of of healing and using um, alternative paths to healing versus only Western medicine?
1: Yes, you know, I have there's so many similarities um like a lot of things that you said really resonated with like personal experience of mine number one having to do with eczema. I had eczema my whole life. You know, I also come my my dad's a doctor. I come from a family of doctors, so it's like access was no issue, right? I had all the access to all of the medications, all of the you know, that kind of side of how to look at the body, but I got all the steroid creams and all the things, but it just like it kept coming back. It was just one of those things that I was told you're just going to have to deal with this, you know, forever. And like, just get a cream and you know, make sure you have insurance. And so, once I started with 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 that particular uh, symptom diagnosis, whatever you want to call it, um, I had a very similar experience too, where I didn't have muscle testing to tell me that I had food sensitivities at that time, but. I removed all of the major players, all of the known inflammatory foods from my diet. And I did this really out of necessity. It wasn't like I was like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and like have fun. And like, no, it was like, I have a problem. My body's freaking out. And as I removed, it was a combination of removing and then giving my body the nutrients that it needed, the water that it needed, the rest that it needed, And there was radical change that happened. And so I experienced that with eczema and many other things, which I'm sure we'll get into.
0: Right. Totally. And so I'd love to actually just start off with um, the condition that you have. Laura shared that she has MS. Will you just share with us briefly what MS is and what you were told was your prognosis, what your life is going to look like? Yeah. It's really funny. Like I have, um, I
1: get, I get weird energies when I hear like a present tense version of that. Cause to me, that's, that's a past version of my body. So I don't say I, I don't identify. I don't say I have MS. Um, what I say is I used to struggle with MS, you know, and I, and I did, and I did for many years. I kind of, I kind of think, I mean, it's either it's one, of, it's one of, it's one of three things. It's either I fully healed and it's possible to fully heal. So I'm going to choose that one, or I put it into remission, call it whatever it is. It's the same feeling, right? Putting MS into remission, okay? Or I was misdiagnosed. So it could have been any of those things. Um, but the, the third one, you know, I actually challenged the diagnosis several times. So I was diagnosed three times, um, and and so to start, multiple multiple sclerosis is a is a, a neurodegenerative disease, meaning it's a brain disease that you know leads to degeneration of your body over time sometimes rapidly sometimes it takes a little longer for which there is no cure and what happens is essentially is that the signals from your brain stop like reaching where they need to reach so you start to experience things like like the symptoms for ms are really different too depending like from person to person so for me I experienced weakness and numbness in the left extremities. So there were days where the entire left side of my body was just like dead weight. And it felt like the right side was carrying my left. And there were times where I would have to take weeks off of work, and just like everybody knew I was sick, it was like really embarrassing. Again, like just just to your point of like that embarrassment of like something's happening with my body, that was a thing. I also had chronic hives develop a couple of years later, which is another autoimmune issue. Same with eczema um, as well, and and all of the, the all the the whole time, again, I had, I had full access, like baller insurance. I worked at Columbia University Medical Center uh, and Memorial Stone-Kettering. Like I had access, but ev- everyone was telling me that these conditions were not only unrelated, but that there was nothing I could really do about it. So it was like, you just got to deal with it for the rest of your life. And so my prognosis, because like I didn't progress that quickly. I just had this like constant, like I would get sick several times a year and I would end up in the hospital. But there are people who get MS and they're in a wheelchair a year later, or they're blind a year later. And those were the things I was being told, like this could be your future. You could go blind, you could lose mobility, meaning you end up in a wheelchair, you could lose control of your bowels, um, and many, many, many other things. But at that time it was like a ton of bricks falling on me with very little solutions, but I did all the things, you know, I did the medications. I did, I did the hospitalizations. Um, and it's, it's, it's interesting how you said that you sat in on that, um, session where you kind of like got to see what the recommendations were and i had moments where i asked my doctors i was like so i smoke cigarettes i drink a lot i smoke a lot of weed i um i did i did a lot of drugs in college like not a lot but i did like you know i did i did some recreational drugs in college like I, i eat whatever i want all the time you know is there anything i can be doing for myself to create changes and you know, I was told like smoking, smoking will kill you. Like we know that. Right. So that's, that's one thing. Everything else in moderation is fine, which is a lie when you have an autoimmune condition. It's not real. It's like, it's like you actually need to make changes for yourself and, and, and take responsibility for what you're consuming in every way. um, And that's where you're really going to start to feel the most difference at least for me and for many other people who have gone this kind of more natural healing route. So many similarities in that story. And when, uh, in terms of like, just what you saw, what I saw, how we kind of experienced things. And then in the end, the most powerful thing was to understand what the root causes were, right? So in your case, your root causes were food sensitivities, mine as well. And for me, it was also stress related, right? So, so, so that's when we start getting into the conversation of instead of a pill for every ill, even in natural medicine, a pill for every ill, it can be a pill for every ill. If you don't get to the root cause of the issue, you will continue to battle that issue for the rest of your life. And that's what I think I needed to learn and experience and what I share now.
0: I love that so much. And Laura is an expert in in health and wellness. So I definitely am going to ask you some questions on that for everyone listening. Yeah. And for those, for those that are listening that have a condition that maybe you feel scared or hopeless or depressed. You know, I, I've definitely had those experiences before where I've, I've gotten sick and was afraid that I would not be okay. I feel like that's one of the main pillars of, you know, if a happy life, you need to have your health. I think health is the true wealth. And mm-hmm. if you are listening to this and you're feeling afraid, my hope is that this conversation will help you to start to learn some new possibilities for yourself. So although, Laura, you had MS, but you also had a variety of other conditions that also show up typically with people with autoimmune diseases, they Mm -hmm. usually have a variety of different conditions that Mm -hmm. tend to show up and they're very similar. Autoimmune is, pretty much the way to say we don't really know what's causing it. They, you know, There's some speculation about like inflammatory markers and and maybe like gut health and so forth if you keep looking deeper into the, the topic. Um, but it can be really scary to get this diagnosis and you're told it's degenerative, like it's going to get worse over time, like it's yeah. not going to get better. And yeah. there are people out there that have turned around their life by using these alternative medicines. Maybe it doesn't put you in full remission. Maybe it slows down the progression of your disease. Uh-huh. Maybe it totally puts you in remission. Maybe it totally turns your life around. I I love Terry Walsh. She's an amazing author. I know that she also had MS to the point where she was actually in a wheelchair and couldn't Mm -hmm. do her biking races and running anymore. She was so devastated. She's a doctor. Um, Terry Walsh and the, what was, what's the name? Do you remember the name of her? It's it's So it's W-A-H-L-S. Walls, okay, Walls
1: similar, but uh, Walls Protocol is the name of her book. Yes. And that that was one of the, that was one of the, my dad, when I was, my dad's a medical doctor. So when I was first diagnosed, first of all, he couldn't even like stomach the fact that his daughter had some like major diagnosis, you know, but, but that was one of the first things he was like, we need to see Terry Walls. And I wouldn't do it. I refused. I refused to go. I I think I refused to identify with the disease in general in the beginning. Like, I just refused it. But that was one of the first people that he was like, You got to see her stuff. So I never saw her, but I did look at her research and her story and applied, like, the food as medicine method, which got her out of a freaking wheelchair, you know, from, 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 I mean, it was just, her story is just amazing. And there's so many stories like this, you know? And so I love talking about these stories because I think that that's the way that we can really start to align to to new possibilities. Cause when you can see it in someone else, you can much more easily see it for yourself.
0: Yep. And she was, she's a pioneer. So at the time, Um, at the time she had to find answers for herself cause her whole life was disintegrating before her eyes to the point where she literally can't walk anymore. She's in a wheelchair and then discovered through research, um, and created this special diet, anti-inflammatory diet that she eats, uh, strictly today and now helps other people do the same to the point where she's now able to ride her bike and walk and be with her children and write a book and, and have her life back. It actually reversed her condition. Um, and so do you have any thoughts about um, other types of condition? Do you think there's a similarity in the healing protocols that maybe um, Terry provides and that you provide with your clients that are similar and that you've seen work to help reverse or put in remission or make yeah. it easier for other people? Definitely. Yeah. I mean,
1: you know, the body is designed to heal itself given what it needs and disease thrives in a body that sustains it but we're not taught that. We're, we're taught that our bodies break, which is not the case. What, what my background is in homotoxicology and epigenetics. So homotoxicology is the study of human toxicity. It's a German model of medicine that basically looks at the disposition of the patient, of the the client, the symptoms, whatever's showing up, and it corresponds to a specific toxicity level in the body. And so when you know that, when you can see how the body's expressing disease, you can then look at the design of the body, which is how I have been trained, um to look at the different systems in the body and to see what needs help what needs support you know a big part of what i do is also functional medicine so functional medicine is looking to restore function in the organs and glands of the body so that it, so it gets back to doing what it innately knows how to do right because again disease thrives in a body that sustains it it doesn't mean the body breaks it just means that when there's toxic overload your body, the the signals can't communicate. The cells cannot talk to one another. Um, you know, it's 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 just complete imbalance within because there's just things there that that shouldn't be there. So when you start to detox the body gently and intentionally and in the right order, you can see radical shifts in people's health. And, and really, in how they feel about how much control they have over their bodies and their health, which adds this whole nother level of power. So Terry Walls is doing. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not totally familiar with everything that she does, but I know her main focus is on that Walls Protocol, which is a lot of, which is a food based protocol. So you, you know, in the beginning, I think it's really important. What you said when we started off, it's like learning how to, learning how to use food as medicine, learning how to see food through a different lens. And to really like, that was the, really the first step for me was just awareness. What is in this, right? Like what, like I never read labels before I got sick. Right. And so, and so I start reading labels and all, there's all these like blue dye number, whatever. And, and all these words I can't pronounce. And if, if you can't pronounce it, Generally, there are some homeopathics that are like very hard to pronounce, but in general, if you can't pronounce it, your body will not know what to do with it, as a general rule. So, so so the food as medicine um, movement is so powerful, so impactful, and it's gaining some ground. Um, but there's still a lot, a lot more for us to know. And so, and so beyond that, it's like the way that you can look at it is like your your the 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 symptomatic expression of disease in other words having symptoms it's basically something that happens when your genes are triggered to do so and they're triggered to do so by toxins so so when it comes to root causes you want to understand and be able to identify and and remove what are the root causes and they're they're you know so there's several categories okay so food we've talked about right that's a pretty obvious one food sensitivities then there's heavy metals right heavy metal toxicity can wreak havoc on your life it can cause all sorts of problems it can cause vertigo it can cause um it can cause autoimmune it can cause lots and lots of things same thing with chemicals you know like like laundry detergent perfumes um, it, it just, it dirties your genes. Dr. Ben Lynch is one of my favorite teachers and he has actually, his book is actually called dirty Genes, And that's what he talks about. He talks about the different genes that are mostly because mostly associated with certain diseases and then like how that might express and how to clean them up. And so I use a lot of that in my practice as well, um, because we need to clean up those heavy metals and those chemicals. Then, um, you know, we want to talk about microbes, right? So bacteria, fungus, parasites, viruses, like those can live inside of your microbiome and it's not like kill the, kill the microbe. It's not about that. It's not about blasting microbes. It's about the terrain. You want to think about the environment within. You always want to think about that. And then you want to think about the environment within your head and the thoughts that you're thinking and your relationships and how you show up on the day to day. All of it is integrated. All, your, your nervous system is, is, is responding and receiving at all times. So again, awareness is the first step. And then you might start to like, you know, take some inventory and be like, what could be showing up for me? What could be triggering this expression of disease? And what's really cool about your genes is that just as they can be turned on to express disease, they can be turned off. And the, the genes that express vitality, longevity, and healing can also be turned on. And that's also what we do. So, so it's definitely a combination of things. Um, but it all starts at like increasing awareness and working at the level of root cause and even more at the level of belief. Because that level of belief is what's going to get you to take the first step to even going into this kind of world, right? And, and, so, and that's also where it started for me.
0: Yes. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that. And I want to know that we're, we're really starting high level here and I want to, and we will distill down to some steps to take for those who are like just starting on their journey um, of what are the first things to do. Um, but I want to just share another story and then have another question for you. Um, when I was in school and I was having the skin condition and I went and I changed my diet. What was interesting is not only did my skin look better than ever, I was radiating, um, glowing skin, but my attention and focus in school was better than it ever had been before. I got better grades. um, I was able to pay attention uh, better in school, in my classes, and um, my mood changed. I noticed that anxiety levels or just feeling happier. So it was a really interesting, like, change and shift in kind of all parts of my my system and my body and I just want to add that for other people is that when you go through this process you'll find not only will your targeted challenge be supported but also other areas of your life will will shift radically as well um, so the question I have here too for you Laura um, I'm a big believer in you know combining a variety of of modalities together because I do believe there's a mind body there's a mind body connection and so looking at stress reduction what we eat um, the physical environment that we surround ourselves in I'm curious um, from your perspective and then we'll actually go into some steps that you can take if this is your first time really th- thinking about these things or you're really ready to get going we'll we'll talk about those steps um, but Laura I want to hear from you what If you kind of look at all those different pieces, do you believe in combining different modalities? Do you look at the whole big picture? And if so, how do you look at that and how do you teach that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have studied many different modalities in health sciences from all around the world. And I think that I, I find that and have seen that there's no one-size-fits-all model. Like there's no one right way for every single person to go about it. So I 100 percent think that the integration of different modalities is, is essential, and something that I'm really good at and that, and that you, you know, if you do work with a natural practitioner, you want to work with someone who's really good at this too, is finding that right combination of modalities for the right person at the right time, in the right order. Um, and, and by combination of modalities, I'm referring to things like, um, again, functional medicine, food as medicine, lab testing that can be really helpful for a baseline and for compliance. You know, like I didn't used to do testing in my practice at all because I didn't really need it, but it boosted compliance by tenfold. And then also it gave us, it gave us more information. So it was, it was overall a, a powerful, uh, a powerful way to go but i say that because not everybody needs to go that route you not everybody some people are like i don't i don't want to go anywhere near a lab test you know so so there's different different ways for different people and then there's also the you know, there's the psycho-spiritual, you know, there's like, there's like, I, I believe that the, the sweet spot for healing is where science and spirit meet. I don't believe you can have sustainable healing by just focusing on this bag of bones. It's just not, <laughs> I just don't think that you can. Um, so, so, so combining um, mindfulness techniques, spirituality, functional medicine, food is medicine, um, you know, Homeopathy, herbs—like really, it depends on the person—to uh, create that kind of alchemical uh, formula for that specific person, so that they can transmute what they're experiencing and go from point A, where they're suffering blindly, essentially—which is me speaking for myself when I was suffering—to to point B, where you're you're illuminated, you're empowered. Like like uh, like Danielle was saying, like things just in all aspects of your life, just start to kind of open up and, 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 and get more clear. You have to kind of, you have to kind of tap into many different angles in order to get that result. And so I think that that, that combination is actually really key.
0: I love that. And something that I pulled out from what you said is doing what is right for you. Yeah. Everybody is so unique and there're certain foods that you know affect some people certain foods that don't or certain practices that do work and some that don't and it's learning how to slow down and tune in and listen to what your body actually needs and become an expert in in you and your healing so i want to start like looking at some steps so let's just imagine someone is going through a health challenge right now or health crisis and you're you're scared you're stuck Um, What is one of the first steps someone can take on this journey to begin the process of healing? If you could think of what step number one would be.
1: Sure. So I would say the first thing that I would recommend is if you have a diagnosis or if you are experiencing a particular chronic symptom or issue, go deep and, and get an understanding of what, what is this? Like, what is this, is this symptom? What is this, is this diagnosis? Like, what does it mean? What does it mean in terms of like the function in my body? Like, and, and what is normal look like? Like if, 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 if something is, is malfunctioning in my body, then, then, okay, then how do I define that? Like for me, I didn't know what multiple sclerosis was. Like I was like, I, I feel like everyone has an aunt who has MS, but I didn't know who like what that was. So I had to like find out it's a brain issue that affects your whole body. So then once you understand what it actually really is, maybe you already do. Um, then the next step is, especially if you're just first starting out is like, I mean, I, and I, and I'm taking this with the assumption that you're you're stepping into the natural route. The next step is, I would say, track your food. Spend three to five days tracking your food and writing down everything you eat. No judgment, just write it down. And then at the end of that, at the end of that three to five days, just look at your food and see, you know. Could I add in, what what could I add in that I enjoy? You know, maybe you really like blueberries. Maybe you can start eating blueberries every day. Maybe you really enjoy cucumber and you want to start adding that in every day. Um, If you're not, which leads me into the next thing. So we talked about um, identifying, understanding, then you start tracking, and then you really want to start seeing where can I make tweaks? So adding in... Don't focus on what you have to let go of. I think that that's such a big um, that can create such a such a hurdle from the jump. Instead of focusing on all the things that you can no longer eat or that you're going to be getting rid of potentially, focus on what can I add in that I'm not currently doing. You know, can I add in a smoothie every week? Can I get a high quality? Uh, protein powder that I can put, that I can put in there. Um, am I drinking half my weight in ounces of water per day? This is so huge. There are people who suffer from migraines, constipation, all sorts of issues, and once I get them drinking water, their life changes. You know, because it's like your bot you are a water body. Your body is made of about seventy percent, arguably more. Water, so it, it only makes sense that we have to replenish. So, the, the the golden rule is at least half your weight in ounces of water per day. So, if you weigh 150 pounds, let's say, you want to be drinking at least 75 ounces per day, and that is a general rule for every single person. And there are some general things for for these beautiful bodies that we have. Um, so I, w- I would say those are, the th- those are three major places to get started because you're, you're going to really increase awareness and you're going to focus on adding in more of what I need versus, oh my gosh, what diet do I have to do, you know?
0: I love that. Those are super helpful tips to get started on. And I'm, I'm also thinking about some books that have been helpful for me. And I want to hear from you the books yeah. that you have found um, helpful for you. I, if you don't follow Medical Medium on Instagram, um, I, I follow him. And he also has a series of different books that help with detoxing and autoimmune diseases. And he's had some radical results. I think he's a great teacher. Um, it's a great process to go through. And then also Terry Walls, I want to say that right, Terry Walls mm-hmm. Protocol. Um, the Walls Protocol, a book, is a great book to dive into as well. I found that diet incredibly helpful. She does a lot of um, research and goes into the science and um, does a lot of testing as well. Are there any books that you think, or blogs, or places where people could start learning or reading more information? For sure. So
1: my starting point was Dr. Mark Hyman. He's a functional medicine doctor and the book is called The Ultra Mind Solution. That was the first functional medicine book that I ever read. And it talked about this like gut brain connection um, and just healing your brain. And, and it gives a whole, all sorts of recipes and, and really, really wonderful um, empowering information. And it's, it's cool because you said earlier about how when you started to remove those foods, like you felt more clarity, more energy, like lots of other things. And that's because the gut and the brain are connected. They're literally connected by a tube. So it's like, if, if you're healing something in the gut, then it's going to help impact your brain and vice versa. Um, So, so I would say, I would say Dr. Mark Hyman's Ultramind Solution and then one of my favorites, absolute favorites, and I think you would love this, Danielle, is "Grow a New Body" by Dr. Alberto Vialdo. He is—he uh, was an anthropologist, I think, still is. I mean, I don't think you stop being an anthropologist, but he's an anthropologist turned shaman, and he basically studied with the shaman uh, medicine people for twenty or thirty years, and then and then brought it back to the West, integrating it with people like Dr. Mark Hyman. So so I'm actually in his school right now, and what it does is it combines shamanism, nutrition, biology, and energy medicine. And it's just so mind-blowingly powerful. Talk about mixing modalities, right? Um, but that Grow a New Body book, it talks a lot about the importance of plants and epigenetics, meaning turning on those vitality genes, turning off those disease-causing genes, through food and supplementation, and he has a really wonderful cleanse in there as well, recipes, etc. So um, those two books are excellent starting points, um, you know. And then, and and I, and I think those are for like general health and general chronic illness. You know, of course, we can get more specific as you like s- talk about different um, illnesses. But those are really, really great starting points. Uh-huh, I
0: actually have it right here on my desk. That's so funny. Oh yes, that one sounds great. And you mentioned the the gut piece because I, uh, the mind gut piece of how much the microbiome affects our whole entire immune system. And I feel like I can't finish this conversation without us just touching a little bit on that. I'd mm-hmm. love to hear your thoughts and expertise on the importance of probiotics or, cause I know for me, I've, t- I take now a variety of different probiotics and they've had a dramatic impact on my wellness, mental and physical state. I would say my main things for me, um, is, uh, probiotics, healthy food, and stress reduction management techniques have been like my key to feeling healthy and and also sleep. That's a big thing that I've been bringing in lately is really strong sleep hygiene. Um, But probiotics have been huge for me, game-changing. So I'd love to hear from you um, your expertise around probiotics, why they're important or types of probiotics to take.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, again, in this scenario, everyone is a little different. So you do want to, you, 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 I mean, what's so cool about probiotics, number one, they are essential, whether you're, whether you're getting them from food or from a daily supplement. Now, unfortunately, the quality of the food as it currently exists in this country Arguably in the world, it's just it does not have the amount of healthy bacteria in it for us to consume that we need. So supplementing it is pretty key. Um, there are different supplements I mean, there are different probiotics that support with different um, health issues. So oftentimes, a good starter, and even in grow a new bodies, so I'll just kind of I really agree with, with kind of the approach that he has in here. So he has you start with um, Espolardi. Which is uh, essentially helps to filter out and get rid of all of the candida and a lot of the, you know, some of the parasites that are just kind of hanging out. So here's the deal we all have bacteria, fungus parasites and viruses living inside of our our bodies, like we all do. Um, The problem is, is when it becomes imbalanced and something that happens is called dysbiosis, which basically means there's an imbalance of the levels of what needs to be going on inside in order for your body to properly function. So... um, so Espilardi is is a good strain to kind of start out with so that you can you can even make it yourself He actually has a recipe in the book um, of how to make it yourself um, and that will really start to clear a lot of that candida because here's what happens a lot of the foods that we eat nowadays are so hard to digest like gluten dairy so many things that are just very hard for our bodies to break down so what happens is our bodies don't break them down fully which means undigested proteins will sit in your intestines and they rot and when they rot they set up a breeding ground for these microbes that we don't really want um so taking these probiotics starts to help think about it as like an a little a little army that lives inside of you that like goes in and just takes care of the guys that don't that don't really belong there and just kind of clean up inside of that microbiome that's a good starting point. So you definitely want to start with um, an Espilardi and then you want a multi-strain, you know what, the thing, the thing with probiotics, it's all about quality. You know, it's about quality. You do not want to be buying probiotics off the shelf at a, at a drugstore, definitely not. You want to be getting it from a quality source. I only work with professional grade supplements, that's it, um, because I know the quality and they're so well researched and those you'd usually have to get through a practitioner or through a specialty pharmacy, or some, well, yeah, so, so, some like natural grocers, I think they carry some pretty good brands, um, but long story long, keeping your gut health in check is so important, because it's just, it's the starting point for healing, um, and it's an ongoing game, so so most people would do really well to start with an Espilardi, and then move into Um, yeah, like a multi-strain probiotic, but full transparency, I do recommend that you work with a natural practitioner to get the right, the right probiotics for you, because you also want to cycle them. You know, you want to cycle them every 90 days or so. Um, So I I think, I think taking probiotics willy-nilly is something that, happens a lot. Um, and it's, this is not to create fear around probiotics. It's just more like responsibility and also get familiar with where you can find natural sources of probiotics in food, you know, like kefir, uh, kombucha, um, kimchi, you know, there are many, 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 and you can actually jot Josh Axe, Dr. Josh Axe. Um, he has great content. So he's a great resource. If you want to go in and type in like, um, you know, top, Probiotic foods or something like that, but even more important than probiotics, I will just plug this, and finish with this is prebiotics. So prebiotics is the food for your healthy bacteria, and you can also get a lot of food based prebiotics and things like chia seeds, jicama, onions, garlic, etc. Um, so there's there's Tons to say about that, I guess. Um, right. I mean, we could
0: do literally a whole podcast just on probiotics, totally, totally. and and just so and just to like reiterate for everyone, um, thank you for sharing that. And and probiotics or the bacteria, gut bacteria is good. It's nothing to be afraid of. Right. Everyone has it. It's essential for our survival. There's a symbiotic relationship. We need this bacteria in our body to help us with digestion and a variety of all types of things. I mean, this this makes us survive. We, we need them in our body. So they are good for us. It's really just a matter of them going out of balance with certain bacteria growing more than other types. And that's when it can start to wreck habits. So there's techniques in how you eat and certain probiotic protocols that can help to balance out the gut bacteria so that you can find that Homeostasis, or a balance, in your body, and and something too with with probiotics that I've also heard is if you buy brands that aren't good, sometimes they'll actually show up when they're on the shelves. They're actually already dead, the mm-hmm. actual bacteria. So you want to make sure the probiotics come alive. And it might sound weird or creepy, but you won't even be able to tell. They're going to be in little supplements, or you can buy like fermented yogurt where the bacteria is fresh and alive. It needs to be refrigerated. But definitely, what Laura said, um, you know, switching. Different different types and finding the appropriate brands is really important for a, uh, a gut that is has all the different strands that you're going to be needing. Um, awesome. So so thank you so much for sharing this, all of this, Laura. I, I feel like we could go so deep in every single topic here. I'm super fascinated in, in all of this. It's like one of the, the topics I'm most fas- passionate about. I'm naturally to the core. I, I think of myself as a healer. And I think healing food and healing medicine is the new way. Um, well, in, not just the new way; it's been around for many, many years. But it's something that can use that you can use in conjunction with your Western medication, or you can choose to just go natural remedies, whatever feels best for you and what you need for your body. But we wanted to provide today just kind of a new perspective and some thoughts and ideas and books and resources and steps for those that are interested in starting to add some alternative practices to your health protocol. So Laura, how do people get connected to you or follow you on social media to get uh, learn more about your work?
1: Yeah, so um, I have a Facebook group that I really love. It's called "Reveal the Root Cause and Soothe Your Symptoms," so you can join me there, um, or you can follow me on Instagram, and it's my handle is at the Laura Bautista. Um, and that that account is actually, you know, a little side note. I'm getting more into growing my impact and actually helping practitioners do similar work, grow their practices in similar ways. So when you go to my Instagram, you might see it a little bit more structured to that. But if you want to learn more about root causes and ask questions and get ideas for things, you're welcome to join me on both. But Reveal the Root Cause Facebook group would probably be better for that.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much, Laura. And for those listening um, who feel well and they want to learn some of these techniques to just take themselves to the next level and feel even better, or if you want to help someone that you know that you're close with, with some resources and ideas, or if you're not feeling well in your life and you're looking for resources, I hope that this was inspiring for you. Laura has overcome and healed herself from a neurogenitive disease and has totally healed herself and is now helping other people. So thank you so much for being open to sharing your story, Laura. I I just find it so inspiring because you don't hear this very often. So thank you so, so much for being here today and, and sharing your voice.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. It was really fun to share. And it's funny that you say you don't hear this that much. I feel like I'm in this bubble now where I hear it all the time. So like, just for anyone out there who's listening, it's not just me. It's not just Terry Walls. It's not just... Chris Carr, who beat cancer, or, you know, there's just so many people. So um, definitely get started with the resources and, you know, join me in either social platform if you want to learn more.
0: Awesome. That's so great to hear. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much, everyone. And tuning out till the next episode. Bye, everyone listening to today's episode. If you liked or enjoyed this session, please subscribe or share with a friend. We look forward to having you join again for our next Spark Starter episode.